of the Bill Michaels Show, and we are glad you're here. Thanks so much for uh, for tuning us in. Appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot. Um, this is from Bill. Bill says, uh, "Don't forget to turn the clock <laughs> turn the clocks back this week. Can we turn it back to 2010 when the Packers were good?" Uh, Bill, I wish. Yeah, I I can't believe clocks go back already. It's like this year just flew by, didn't it? Certainly did. Aren't they trying to take away daylight savings time? Or is this not daylight savings? I never can understand that. Yeah, they're trying to... Some people just want it removed altogether, you know. Uh, but then again, the argument's going to be, well, which one do you stay on? You know? I just wonder I know. whether people in our world will forget how to operate a clock. You know? <laughs> Classrooms, there's not one in this room. But you remember fifth grade, fourth grade classrooms across the country. Right. They have clocks. Right. Got to know how to work them. Yep. The uh, well, remember? Uh, now I don't know if you remember this or not, but in the uh, like when I was in high school, the clocks were I don't they were like in the wall. So I don't even know how they adjusted them. I don't know if it was something automatic or what, but it was the old you could hear them click 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 click. You know, when the class was silent, and it was almost like they were mechanical of some kind. You know, and more so, you know, more industrial mechanical is what I'm talking about. I don't even know how they adjusted them back then. Now you just wake up and the times change. You know, unless you got an old, uh, you know, old-fashioned sit on your sit on your nightstand alarm clock. Because most of us just use our phones now, and your phone automatically ups- updates. My car automatically updates. Does your car update? My car does not have screens. <laughs> no, Bill. Okay. okay. I'm My a car producer, man. What do you expect? Yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not out here in some new age yeah. vehicle. I know. No, my car automatically updates. The only two clocks in the whole place that I have to change, or three, I take that back. Uh, I've got a giant wall clock in uh, the the main level in the living room area, more of a decorative piece than anything. But I got I do how to adjust that. And then I've got uh, the Harley Davidson bar and shield clock, the neon clock down in the bar, and that's that's the only two clocks I really have to adjust. It used to be. I remember getting up uh, on that Sunday morning, and my mom would say, okay, we got to get the clocks. Turn your clock. You know, then I have the little old-fashioned alarm clock with the bells. I'd be changing that. My sister's changing hers. The wall clock that I had that had the Bengals helmet, I had to change that. Had to go downstairs, and then my mom had this big decorative clock, this pointed wood thing, this star-looking thing. I I was the only one tall enough to pick it up and then change it because otherwise you'd be, you know, otherwise you'd poke her in the face. My mom was small. My mom was, mom was only like 5'3". Um, so, yeah, I changed that. I had to run around the house change clocks. Got to change the clocks this weekend. Well, you know, one thing we don't have to change the clock for uh, is Bucks basketball. Bucks are winning, man. Bucks are winning. Undefeated still this season. An underappreciated story thus far. But then again, we all know. I mean, you know, at this point in the year, with Packers reign supreme. There's no doubt about that. But, um, but yeah, the Bucks they continue to... Continue to win. Continue to play winning basketball. I'm loving it. Bucks got uh, the Timberwolves coming up tonight. Bucks go back out on the road. Uh, Nine o'clock Eastern tonight, taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, taking that seven and zero record on the road. Timberwolves, by the way, three and two at home, four and four overall. So there you go. And then the Buck uh, Bucks are back home tomorrow night at the Five Serve. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder come to town. Hopefully the Bucks are sitting at eight and zero, but the Thunder are at four and four. They come to town. So got a back-to-back with the Bucks this weekend. Looking forward to that. 
877-867-1670. Uh, this one's from Rick, who said the Packers need to look like Steve DeBerg, Christian Okoye era, ride the run and play action pass. Rick, that's one thing they don't do. They have completely gotten away from play action, man. And I don't know what to believe. On one hand, Aaron Rodgers is talking about being creative and the offense and certain things that he looks forward to. On the other hand, you know, the rumor is that he doesn't like a lot of motion, doesn't want to move guys around. He likes the matchups and the way it comes up and it's easier to read and blah, blah, blah. I I don't know what to believe. I know one thing. This offense looked better when they were running consistent motion. That's that's one thing I do know. They run. They were better when they were running consistent motion, and more so under center. I, not to say you can't run out of shotgun because most most teams do run quite a bit out of shotgun, and more so than running from under center. But uh, but I, I I think you need more of a mix of everything because this this was never going to be an offense where you could just line up and go we're going to beat you. Never. You can't just go. We got Aaron Rodgers. We're going to beat you because teams are whooping your ass. Because they're going to go, no, he's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as mobile. Your offensive line isn't as good. We're going to bust you in the trenches. We're going to push the pocket back in his face. You don't have enough time for some of these guys to get open. These receivers aren't, you know, aren't spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. So we're going to kick your ass. And that's what teams are doing. So you got to get creative. You know, when I, the one thing I do remember talking about at the beginning of the season was, you know, hey, Devontae's gone. The only way you're going to win is if you run the ball, hit the tight end, quick outs, a little bit downfield, and this Matt LaFleur offense is going to have to shine. The creativity of Matt LaFleur is going to have to shine. And so far, pff, no, 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 not happening. Not happening. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Bill, thanks for taking my call. I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, Bill, uh, real quick, I worked at a, I worked maintenance in a school for twenty two years, and um, those clocks in the schools are called atomic clocks, and they're synchronized with somewhere in uh, Colorado, but it's an atomic clock, and awesome. it's the most precise, accurate clock there is, and those clocks reset themselves you do not have to do that they have they do a really weird thing where they kind of hesitate and they pause and they take 20 minutes to catch up and sometimes in the morning you come in the next day on monday and some of them didn't quite catch up but they all catch up and they're all synchronized exactly to the exact time they're called atomic clocks okay i really don't state. care no, I just wanted to tell. I wanted no. to tell Bill that because I knew the answer to that question, and I know what you're talking yeah. about. But they've been around for a long, long time, and I'm I'm almost 60 years old, and they were in the schools when I was a kid. So uh, awesome, they've been around, and I remember the okay. tick, 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 in the test, and hear the tick, the clock ticking. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Bill, listen, I want to I want to say something here about the Packers. Last year, uh, when the, when the Packers got rid of uh, Devontae Adams, or he left, or whatever you want to say. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying, well, we don't have to worry about it because they functioned really well when Adams was hurt and he wasn't in the lineup. I think they were 4-0 when he wasn't in their lineup, if if, it, if the stats served me correctly last year. Correct. Um, but I think something – there's just something lacking, and I, and I do think that the offensive line doesn't have uh, – I don't know, the stamina they had. The, the guys are playing hurt. Bakhtiari is a shell of himself. Um, Eldon Jenkins is coming off, of, you know, the, the surgery. 
and I, they're shuffling guys. And look, you could say this about any quarterback: when when a when a quarterback is pressured, especially right in the in the middle, when they when these these guys are coming up right in the center and collapse in the pocket. Okay, this this is where he's deer in the headlights. And even though he's Aaron Rodgers and he's the god of quarterbacks, he's a human being too. And that's when he falters. And you don't have the receivers that can get separation right now because not having Devontae Adams, people don't understand, is he's going to require double coverage. So that always leaves the other receivers open. Mm-hmm. Um, not having a guy like that, it just, it's just one-on-one matchups and, and these guys don't have the – they don't have the physicality to be to be in a Devontae Adams to where they can get the separation. So when that pocket collapses and Rodgers is running for his life, and we've seen it so much this year, more so I think than in recent times, and and he doesn't have these guys are not getting separation. This is where I mean, my God, what is he? He's got four interceptions now, and I know two of them were like batted balls, but it's uncharacteristic even this early in the season to have this many. I don't think he's had this many interceptions in a season. Uh, like he has, I know four is not that much, but for him it is. So right. I think that's the problem, guys. And I think I'm disgusted for the fact that they did not get this clay pole and they let the Bears get him. Um, you know, I'm from Chicago originally, and I'm sick and tired of hearing my Bears buddies rub it salt in my wound going on. We took him from him. I go, good luck. He ain't going to go anywhere on your team. But mm-hmm. the point is, uh, Packers, this is a win now. And the, the window for Rodgers is absolutely shut. It's closing. And it's closing quickly, and I just don't understand Gutekinds. I do not understand why he did not take if, – if it would have taken another fifth round or something, throw that in there. Just get this guy. You got you need help right now, and you got to win right now, and I don't understand it, and it ticks me off, Bill. And I'll, I'll hang up and listen, and thanks for taking my call. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think you just said everything that a lot of us are feeling, to be quite honest with you. I I I didn't understand not making any move and and going even Dan Miller the voice of the Lions who we had on earlier said look you know if you're not going to do anything then why'd you bring Rodgers back you know why why would you pay him all that money why would you why would you bring him back if you're not going to do anything you know by the way today at practice Devondre Campbell and Shamar Jean Charles not practicing today. Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson are all back at practice today. Now, remember, Christian Watson has to um, pass concussion protocol, but all of them back at practice today. I, you know, I, again, I we can beat the dead horse. Uh, you know, nothing's walking through the door. I, I, but I agree with you. I just don't understand why you brought. I, I, why you paid the money for Aaron Rodgers? The uh, the sentiment seems to be, and you tell me, but the sentiment seems to be that they did it just to do it, just to appease Rodgers, just to appease the fan base, and but they're not gonna, they're still on track for the future, and they'll ride it out with Rodgers because otherwise they just looked, they took such a beating from Rodgers about you know the beginning of last year that they didn't want to PR-wise look bad. I can't believe that's true. I don't want to believe that's true, first and foremost. But I can't believe that's true because that would be the dumbest thing, franchise-wise, to say we're going to go ahead and throw a couple of years away just because we don't want people mad at us, but we're really not going to put anything into it because, you know, we, we just we don't want to. We just want to get through the next couple of years and move on to Jordan Love because we believe he's the answer, which I still don't believe he's the answer. But, you know, 
I, I just, I, I don't, I don't believe, I, I can't believe that. I'm learning more and more lately that there are conspiracy things that go on behind the scenes. I like to th- look at things on its, on their face and say, this is kind of what it is, and then be able to decipher my own information. But I, I'm with a lot of you. I don't understand why you would do that and then not make a move. It's kind of baffling to me. 877-867-1670. Chime in if you feel free to do so. Our friends over at New Male Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. And uh, they can, they've got a 90% success rate at treating guys with ED, 98%, which is all but guaranteeing the fact that they can help you. So why not call, right? Why not give them a call? 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Maybe you're tired, you're sluggish, you're moody, you got the brain fog going on, could be low T. If you're over the age of 30, all you got to do is give them a call. Maybe they you go in and get your numbers checked. They can help you out. If you're low, they can help you. Otherwise, the all-in-one weight loss program this time of year, we know, we know, here come the cookies, cakes, and pies. And once the pumpkin pie and the mashed potatoes and the turkey and everything else hits us, all we want to do is sleep, put the, put the hand in the front of the pants, and just feel the gut expand. And you can't necessarily do that, especially if you can't see your feet right now. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's the Newmail Medical Center. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. A, uh, a news piece of news and notes coming out of NASCAR. I'll tell you about that coming up here in just a minute. Speaking of racing, our friends at Great Lakes Drag Drag Away reminding you, uh, 2023 passes, they're available now. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com for the the speed demon in your life. Again, GreatLakesDragaway.com. Jimmy Johnson made the announcement that he's going to be running a limited schedule next year, starting with the Daytona 500, and incredibly excited to be returning to NASCAR. Look forward to building upon the combined legacy of our team. He's going to be a part of G with Petty GMS. So uh, he's coming back. He hasn't had a lot of success over in the IndyCar side of things. So you've got Tony Stewart, or uh, not Tony Stewart, um, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. Thank you very much. Uh, coming back to NASCAR on a limited basis. There you have it. Um. This is from uh, this is from Dominic. Dominic says, uh, "What are the Packers' chances if they do make it to the postseason?" Look, I, I'll say this: when it comes to getting to the postseason, if you, if they do make it, that means they fixed a lot of things. Then I feel that they would actually have a chance because that means they were starting to roll in the right direction, right? Because it, let's just say it takes what nine wins to get there. You got six wins to go. Six out of the next what? Six out of the next nine? I think it's where they're at. Yeah, I mean, I'd take that in a heartbeat. That means the Packers are actually trending in the right direction. You probably figure they get a win over the Lions. Maybe a win over the Titans. Maybe a win over the Cowboys, Bears. I mean, out of the next, uh, the six out of the next nine, you can say two against the Lions. Maybe they beat the Vikings. At, at Lambeau Field, where they split with them on the season. They get the Bears again. Well, there's four wins. 
Fifth win, maybe they beat the Rams. Rams aren't a very good football team. Maybe they knock off the Rams and say beat the Titans or the Cowboys at home. One of those two. Most likely the Titans, but maybe they gear up for Mike McCarthy. They get amped up for him. One of those. That's six wins. That means they lose to the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Dolphins the rest of the way. All three very good teams. And all three most likely playoff-bound teams. So it could happen, but that means they're trending in the right direction. So I I don't, you know, and it would also mean they would win their last two contests. So they'd be trending in the right direction anyway, heading into the postseason. I, I'm not putting it past them. I just think that, you know, by the last look that we had, the last time we saw this team on the field, the last two times for that matter, they weren't very good. Maybe they figured some things out, but they, they weren't very good. So, but but that's, Dominic, that's the reason I, I'd say they have a legitimate shot because they'd at least be trending in the right direction. Let's say they lose to, say, the Vikings, but they knock off the Cowboys. Let's say they, let's say they give the Eagles the first loss. I don't think that could happen, but let's say they go into Philadelphia and they give the Eagles the first loss. And they beat actually a good team is my point. Because rival teams, I you know, for as good as rival teams can be, much like the Vikings right now, for as good as they can be, it's a rivalry game. It's a little bit different feel, a little bit different juice to it, you know? So that means, let's just say they, they lose to the Vikings, but yet they beat the, the Cowboys or beat Philadelphia or beat Miami, you know? They're all three pretty good teams. That means they're trending in the right direction. Um, this is from Goodrich. Oh, Goodrich. Good, okay. Goodrich. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Goodrich says, uh, Hey, Bill, 100% agree on they should have done something. I just don't know what. I think that it was an overpay for Chase Claypool. I don't know who else was out there, but they should have done something. I just didn't want to see them overpay. To, but, but the problem, Goodrich, is you have to overpay. You all at the trade deadline, you always overpay. But it's also what do you get in reward to push you forward? You know what I mean? Because at this point in time, you're thinking you, you, you don't have much of a tomorrow. And I, I'm not really that bent out of shape about giving up draft choices that necessarily haven't been successful. I, want, I would much rather want a proven commodity, somebody that's already been there, done that, and has played pretty well versus the, the unknown. You know? 877-867-1670. This is from uh, Joe. Joe says, uh, hey, do you know what November 10th is coming up? Um, Joe, the only thing I know on November 10th is, uh, because every year it pops up on my memories, it's the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, right? I think it was November 10th. I think it was 75. If I'm not mistaken, but that's the only thing I can think of on November 10th. So if you're thinking of something else, let me know. There you go. Doug, no way the Packers win this game. They're in a downward spiral. It's never going to happen. This team is done. Stick a fork in them. Start the rebuild. Get rid of Rodgers now. 
You can't get rid of Rodgers now. You owe him too much money. Bankrupts the team for a year. You're basically, you and I are going to tryouts. Ben Kenny's going to be our quarterback. That'd be about it. I'll be gone by then. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that would be it, because there's not going to be much money left for anybody at that point. Uh, David says, get out your lottery tickets. Maybe if you win the $1.2 billion, you can actually buy this team and rebuild it. First of all, if I won the $1.2 billion, it's worth, what, 890 million? Uh, that'll buy you a stake in the team, but it's not going to buy you a team. The Green Bay Packers, if the Washington Commanders with FedEx Field are worth, what did they say, Ben, $5.5 billion? Yeah, I'll look I think it would be Yeah. I think it's like five point five billion. Five point six. Uh, five point six. Winning the lottery is not going to give me the affordability to buy the commanders, much less the Green Bay Packers. I gotta think the Green Bay Packers would be worth more. Just because of the fan base, the notoriety and such. Gotta and, and the stadium, the facilities. Gotta be worth more. Just think about it though. If you won the lottery today but it was back say in 2001 or two you could have bought we you and i could have bought the brewers think of that it was only like 250 something million we could have literally bought the brewers can't do that anymore of course but how about that? That would have been something fantastic. Hit the lottery, buy the Brewers, still have, what, $600 million in the bank, right? And and been able to, you know, still make money and yet go out and, <laughs> man, what an awesome thing that would have been. Get Oof. good players? Yeah, I was just going to say, go out and get good players. Yeah. I didn't want to be that harsh but you're, you're right go out and actually buy a few good players look at look at the money you're making in the bank on your your interest and just say you know what let's go for it i'm gonna go buy this guy and what's the worst that can happen if, if it doesn't work out and i start losing money i'm like eh, sell the team sell the team be good to go i'd have done that i'd done that in a heartbeat and the best would have been is if you could find some other investors to go in on it with you to where you only have to put up the majority, the the, the 51% worth. Do that. That would have been awesome. Ah, but dare to dream because no more. Now you've got what? Two, at one point, how many, how many billions of dollars are the Brewers worth? One and a half billion, something like that? Yeah. Now I can't afford to do it. I mean, we could probably get the majority of the money together. But then you've emptied your bank account to buy a baseball team. Maybe buy Mark Atanasio out as the uh, senior partner and say, I'll take over. You go just, uh, you know, earn some money and get away. Go do that. That wouldn't have been a bad way to go. Ah, but dare to dream. Dare to dream. Uh, real quick, Diane says, uh, with the $849 million, the first thing I would not buy is a sports franchise. Too many headaches. 
uh, I would probably buy something smaller, like one of the small baseball teams here in the state of Wisconsin, just have some fun and be family-friendly. That's from Diane. Diane, thank you for the email. I, I Hey, Diane, teach their own, man. I, I get it. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Uh, real quick, this one's from Andy. Andy says, uh, hey, Bill, first of all, the Packers need to run the football. Second of all, they need to have more motion. Third, they you need to have Aaron Rodgers under center. Fourth, utilize the tight end a bit more, and if they get Mercedes Lewis back, put him also in as a blocking tight end. Therefore, it gives Rodgers a little bit more time. Noted. And uh, Chuck says, uh, did you ever pick up the Elijah Craig whiskey you were talking about? They've got the private barrel selection out right now, and it's not too pricey at about 90 bucks a bottle. Uh, I don't know. I, You know what? Um, it, I saw a, the day we did the bourbon and whiskey thing, I saw the Elijah Craig stuff. Isn't it about 80 bucks a bottle at, I want to say, Woodman's or, or Total Wine? One of the two. I saw an ad come up not that long ago for that. But one of the two had that that single barrel, private barrel, whatever it was, that pick, and I think it was about eighty bucks a bottle. So ninety, I'm not bad. I'd still think about that, no doubt. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. No payments, two years. That is from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And I'll tell you this, one of the tremendous things uh, about having the new uh, Pella, Pella door installed, not only does it complete the entire house now, the, the house is done when it comes to windows and doors, but it also makes the house, one, more economical. And I'm telling you this, we got some rain, man. It is, it is drilling right now. I mean, it's raining like crazy. And uh, I see that, you know, there's a lot more coming. It's going to rain and be nasty and windy and stuff for the next coming days. And we're just getting on the front edge of this thing as uh, some of the rain showers, scattered rain showers have just come through the area. And there's still a whole lot more coming up uh, out of the Gulf of Mexico. So anyway, my point being is, is that I just went downstairs. I was just I get up and I walk sometimes during during the, uh, the program just to get up and move. And I was downstairs, and the, and the rain is just pounding. The rain, and I can see the leaves pounding up against the house, up against that window. And just to see, I just walk over, and I just feel next to it. And sure enough, it's, you know, the inside temperature is the inside temperature. It's not cold. It's not nasty. Nothing against the glass. I love that thing. I love Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and you can too. Zero, uh, zero money down, zero payment, zero interest the next two years. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella wi.com and uh, see for yourself or just call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Again, 855-PELLA-WI. Um, here's one other side note for today. The uh, Ben Kenny is ailing after watching the Philadelphia Phillies lose last night. And the night and before. Ben, I know, I know, and the night before. When they got no hit. Uh, which was just ugly. And I know no hitter, though. Doesn't count. <laughs> so, 
Uh, you asked the question, what's the most heart-wrenching, depressing sporting event you've ever watched? I would think if I'm a if I'm a Brewers fan sitting here, I'm probably saying the 1982 World Series. If I'm a Packers fan, I got to be thinking 2014 playoff game in uh, Seattle, and the way that thing just kind of got frittered away. I guess I'm um, thinking specific game. Much of my yeah. following on Twitter is obviously Badger people, so the first one right. they all came up with. A bunch of old Rose Bowls, but mainly the Duke National title. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That there's was that tough. feeling where you'll probably never get back there. I was just going to I was just gonna bring that one up. Um, boy, that's a great question. Mine was last night, for the record. I Man, there's a lot of games I'd have to think. Um, I, well... Brett Favre's last game in a Packers uniform, Packers, Giants, NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. The Giants had beaten Dallas. Otherwise, the Packers would have had to travel to Dallas. Packers sitting there waiting. They watched the Giants knock off Dallas. I remember I was texting with a buddy of mine who said, oh, my God, the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. And it was the the it was right up there with one of the coldest games, postseason games ever played. One of, not the, but one of. And I'll never forget that interception. Favre trying to force the ball to Donald Driver. Never forget it. And then missed kicks, and we're all sitting down in the uh, the atrium. We're waiting for this big celebration. Because they moved our post-game show, myself and uh, Brian Noble, they moved the post-game show from up at Curly's Pub down to the atrium because it was going to be such a massive crowd. Everybody expected them to win. I'll never forget that. And I was Carol Meekins from Channel 4, was with Mike Jacobs. They were getting ready to go live to do the news there and part of the celebration. And, you know, all of that was going on. I remember Carol was jumping up and down, literally jumping up and down and excited and it's like, oh, my God, there's another chance to win this ball game. This is awesome. And, you know, you just you 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 just watched it all get frittered away. And I, I'll it was such we had an extended postgame show, too, because we all just believed they were going to win. It was going to be this coverage of the Packers going to the Super Bowl. And uh, man, the the depression, holy mackerel. Now, I know when the Packers went to San Diego and lost to Denver, that might be one of the worst because you just expected to win. That was a game in which it was like, just roll the helmets out and you're going to walk away with another title. But that game, I think a lot of sticks, you know, sticks out in a lot of Packers fans minds, but that, that Seattle game, the Bostic going up, grab, trying to grab the onside kick when all he had to do was stay where he was and block. And it was going to fall into the arms of Jordy Nelson. I'll never forget that. Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down. Never forget that. I just, I, to this day, I'm like, oh, my God, they would have won a title. I firmly believe they were going to win the championship. Um, so those are some of them. You're right. Uh, the uh, the Wisconsin-Duke game. Glenn Robinson missing a turnaround 11-footer. 
to watch the uh, Bucks fall out of the Eastern Conference playoffs to lose to the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers go on to play Shaq and Kobe in the finals. I wanted to see that desperately. That never happened. The NLCS, when the Brewers were just blown out, couldn't hit a ball worth a damn against the Dodgers. That was heartbreaking. The loss to the Washington Nationals. Personally, as a kid, I go back to the Super Bowl and Cincinnati and San Francisco, and that was when Tim Crumry broke the leg, and the night before the game they found Stanley Wilson face down in a pile of blow in Miami, and that kind of shot that one all to hell. So there, I, boy, I'm dealing with a lot of heartbreak over here, Ben. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, you conjured up it. some disappointment. <laughs> it's a theme. It's raining. I don't know. Yeah, the weather perfectly captures my mood right now. It's oh, also. Oh my god! I, I'm not thinking along the lines of you know big important games where it ends up being a blowout. Like when the Phillies yeah. got no hit, that sucked. But it wasn't heart wrenching. Oh, yeah. They got dominated. Right. They just right. had a couple walks and never stood a chance. Given how last night went down, it's the instant heart wrenching part, which. The Bostic thing definitely applies. Right. Or the um, refs and Coach K fixing the game. Oh, yeah, that too. The prevalent theory. I agree. Uh, Rodney says, Bill, I was at the Broncos Packers Super Bowl game. That was the toughest. David says, the Seattle game was like a betting parlay in Vegas. Literally a flow chart of pratfalls needed to happen, and every one of them did. I, you know, like I said, I'll never forget that. Uh, Green Bay in Seattle, hands down, and I remember how badly the 80 Brewers fell, 82 Brewers fell. Uh, Alex says, is a Dodgers fan, 2017 Game 5 World Series against the Astros. Oh, yeah, I remember that too. Oof. Um, by the way, Complicated Fellow says he's got a classmate that was the bad boy for the Brewers in 82. And the World Series has a, quite the collection of memorabilia. Um, Do they invite him back for the reunion, too? <laughs> right? <laughs> Jason says, the fail Mary. Oh, yeah, remember that? That was with the replacement refs? Holy crap. That was like week three, though. Yeah. Right? The fail Mary. Um. Jim says, to bring up the Philadelphia side of things, 4th and 26, Brett Favre trying to force it down the sideline to Javon Walker on 4th and 26. Or no, no, excuse me, excuse me, 4th and 26, and the Philadelphia Eagles converting. Brett Favre, though, prior to that, trying to force the ball down the sideline to Javon Walker. Then the bad punt. The bad punt. All they needed to do was pin the Eagles back, pin them deep, which thus led to the almighty third-round pick of B.J. Sander, the punter out of Ohio State, the year after that under Mike Sherman. Um, yeah, boy, <laughs> we're conjuring up a lot of bad stuff. Uh, <laughs> Josh says, I thought Fridays were supposed to be happy. Holy crap, it's raining, it's windy, and now I'm depressed. Drink. Oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, Nick I mean, says, uh, I'm just feeling sad now. Thanks for taking me off my high. Nick, what the hell were you high about? Yeah, the three unless and five course, Packers. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was going to say, the th unless you're, well, maybe you're a Bucks, Bucks fan. 
and I'm going through the Eastern Conference final, uh, you know, the pain after they pulled Scotty Williams off of that plane. Maybe I'm giving you a little bit of that, but no, I mean, the, the Bucks are 7-0. and Be happy right now. Um, Alex said, every damn year as a Badger fan, I went down to Indianapolis and watched our asses get kicked by Ohio State. He said, I'm going to attend the next one wearing a cup so nobody nails me in the groin. That's that's from Alex. That's awesome. Oh, my God. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. <laughs> Love to hear from you. Uh, Eric, listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing all right, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? You bet. Go Doing well, man. What's up? I have a contribution for your list there and then a question for you. Sure. Uh, 1988 World Series, Kurt Gibson and his loaded bat against the Oakland A's. In I LA. don't believe what I just saw. Yeah, that bat went straight into a chipper, man. That The swing, if you look at his swing on that, that should have been a medium fly ball to, to right field. Anyway, mm-hmm. I got a question for you, Bill. Let's just say, and this is, you know, everybody knows I'm like the biggest Rodgers fan in Green Bay. I grew up a Cal fan, so he's 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 Doc, man. If if he turned, so this question is coming from that, all right? Okay. Should the Packers turn it around and actually run straight nine straight games and finish at 12-5? and five? And this, wide, this existent wide receiver core turns it around and somehow by the end of the season becomes deadly. Does Aaron Rodgers enter the conversation for the MVP a third year in a row? And I'll take your response off. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I appreciate the phone call. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and I'll get into that because that's an interesting question. No. (laughs) That's an interesting question. Uh, that's that's a preponderance right there, for sure. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. BurnPitBBQ.com, veteran-owned right here in the state of Wisconsin. And they've got a, a holiday gift box that's out right now for the uh, the barbecue lover in your life. Go to BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Lions Sunday at noon at Ford Field. The game will be covered nationwide on Fox. With the season at the halfway mark, the Packers are going to have to rely on their younger receivers like rookie Samari Torre, who Aaron Rodgers nicknamed Captain Casual during training camp. I've seen his practice habits improve. Um, I nicknamed him uh, Captain Casual in training camp. (laughs) as a way to uh, maybe encourage him to start practicing with a little different type of tempo, practicing like a pro. And I don't think he really appreciated that nickname. I mean, who would? Torre, who caught a touchdown against the Bills, spoke to reporters yesterday. I mean, once the nickname came up, you know, who would? You don't want to be known as that guy who's, you know, casual. So, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks thinking you're casual. So I'm like, all right, that's... If that's what they think of me, you know, i got to change something. In Detroit, the Lions traded away. Tight end T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings. Will that change their offense? Head coach Dan Campbell. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, certainly there'll be things that um, that um, 
that will do their that'll that'll revolve around the other players more than than what he was to an extent. But we're we're going to still do what we do, uh, if that makes sense. Lions quarterback Jared Goff has put points on the board, but they'll definitely miss Hawkinson's size and speed. Matt LaFleur. They've got a great scheme. I think they have a lot of complementary plays. I think Jared's playing at a really high level, and they got playmakers on the perimeter. So I think you got to prepare for it much in the same light, but um, understand that he, he is a hell of a player. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens. On the Bill Michaels Show. If you got them, you don't want them, especially when the uh, family starts arriving for the holidays, and that is the bed bugs, the creepy crawlies, all that different stuff. Get a hold of our friends at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Again, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. And uh, give them a shout, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, to get rid of what's there or do preventative. 414-877-5811. Don't let the name Milwaukee fool you. They go all over. 414-877-5811. Residential, multi-unit apartment buildings, condos, dorm rooms, hotels, motels, hotels, motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycare. Or if you got the in-laws coming, you just want them to be all bit up and itchy. There you go. MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Good, good stuff. Um... We uh, the the question before we went to the top of the or the uh, the commercial break was let's just say the Packers do make it to the postseason, reel off say eight or nine in a row, and get there, and things change. Do we then look at this and say Aaron Rodgers would vault himself back into the discussion of MVP? So Ben, if we had to pick an MVP, you know, kind of the top five right now. Who would we go after? Josh Allen, right? I think we can consider him an MVP. Jalen Hurts. Correct. Jalen Hurts is probably in the mix right now. Geno Smith. Geno Smith has vaulted himself into that discussion. Even with a, a record of five and three, he uh certainly he's gonna win comeback player of the year, but if man, if this this team reaches the postseason, he might be the MVP before it's all said and done. I'd agree with you. Lamar. Do you think Lamar Jackson's in the MVP hunt right now? Yeah, it's also kind of projection where, you know, as the season goes along, you figure they'll win games and he'll put up a lot of numbers. It feels like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts have separated themselves and then Mahomes as well. I was going to say, is Patrick, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, would you say, I mean, on a team that is failing, but he has had a tremendous season, would you put Joe Burrow there? third highest rated quarterback in the national football league not if they keep losing yeah 17 touchdowns six picks quarterback rating of 101.9 but he's the most sacked quarterback in the nfl i might put 29 sacks gotta put jamar chase up there oh i i take that back justin fields i think has a couple more than him if i read correctly gotta put jamar chase up there yeah without him the bengals were beyond lost right Yeah. I mean, and the thing about it is with Geno Smith, he's got a quarterback rating of 107.2, eight games, and a 72.7 completion percentage. 
That's like just unheard of. Man, good stuff. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. The next hour, Mike Clement's going to be joining us coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.